and welcome back to the 21st episode of this podcast today is friday the 14th of september and actually the weather forecast wasn't as promising as it was the last few days so forecast said it would rain so while driving home i can see where i normally go for a ride i could see that it was raining there but I still had to go for a few minutes to get home and actually changing my clothes would take an additional 10 to 15 minutes until I have set up my bike and everything, refilled my bottle and so on. And actually in the end the rain was gone, the sun was shining. So actually the sun was shining always because the rain was more punctual than covering the whole valley. Oftentimes that's very typical. And today I found out about something really interesting. I don't know if it was coincidence. Actually, I listened to another podcast of Mind Pump, which they released today, and they talked about planning days off, how important that is and how many you should do of them and what actually days off would mean. They have a part of their podcast where they answer their community's question. One guy was asking whether you should plan days off or not. So what I really found interesting is that their concept is, is breaking one of my rules I set to myself, which I thought is conventional wisdom, and it's actually true. So you probably know somebody who says no pain, no gain, which those guys or girls who don't take any days off, they train all week long. What my understanding was that you should take at least one day off every other day. Therefore, I'm also doing the training every other day to give my legs some rest. And on the days where I'm not training, I don't have planned any physical activity. Just normal walking as I would do normally on any other day. But their concept is actually not to train as hard. So move the muscles you actually use while training normally which in my case would be my legs obviously, as the other muscles aren't that much affected while my riding. And when I heard about that concept, it was an aha moment. Those moments where one of your life principles turns out not to be true. And the very funny thing is, and very interesting, I don't know if that's also a coincidence, if you might remember in episode 17 I talked about that the ride was the best ride ever. And that actually was, I don't know if it was the first or the second day, where I started commuting during my lunch break. So commuting while my lunch break, I don't put in that much effort while riding, as I try not to sweat, obviously. And that's my sort of off day. I'm doing every day, so also if I'm training at the evening, I still do the commute, as it first of all was intended more to live a more active lifestyle. And I didn't knew the concept, obviously, of the moving your muscles, which are affected by your training. So actually, I knew already about the concept, but I didn't notice it in that way. In episode 17, I only made an assumption that actually commuting is affecting my overall stamina, but I haven't any proof. I asked a friend of mine, actually, who is more into fitness and so on, about this way of training, and he told me that it is a 
well-known concept in the athletic sports. It's called deload training. But also there, there are different concepts and people think different about deload training. Some of them use the rest day and do no activity at all. But as already said, mind pump is suggest to move those particular muscles which are affected while training. And the benefit of moving them is actually that your muscles will recover faster from the training. That was also the case in my particular situation as I really felt an improvement after only two days of commuting. So I couldn't reproduce that feeling to be honest, but I assume that as I have changed my interval training from two minutes of intense pedaling and five minutes of calm down to 20 seconds of very hard pedaling and two minutes of resting, that actually my body still has to adapt to this new kind of interval training. And therefore the benefits of commuting, the benefits of moving my legs every other day when no training is happening. So the results are not shown due to that. That's just my assumption. And I will see the next few days how that will turn out. And I guess my assumption could be true. As I was skipping one commute on Wednesday, I did one commute yesterday and I did no commute today. Because I was eating at the company I work and I didn't commute to the place where I normally eat lunch. And today's session was harder than last session, which was on Wednesday. As you might remember, I really felt exhausted on the 10th intense interval. As I was really surprised that the two minute break was already over and I wasn't recovered yet. The same thing happened to me today, but only that it wasn't the last interval, but it was the seventh interval. So I really struggled, especially on the last three intervals. And what I found out, the hard thing is, in contrast to the interval training before, that while doing 20 seconds of very intense pedaling, I have to face two hard things. Actually, my legs are on their maximum output power and also my stamina, my breathing, my heart, my lungs, they are all on the threshold of giving up. So my mind has to fight two obstacles. Normally, while doing the intense interval for five minutes and two minutes of rest. Actually, while talking about this, I can remember that I said something wrong in today's podcast. It was actually five minutes of intense interval and two minutes of rest. And what I actually wanted to say is that while doing the interval training with five minutes of intense and two minutes of rest, I actually had only to fight one obstacle. It was either, either my legs or my stamina. Usually it was my legs which were ready to give up, but I was able to push even harder with my mind and my stamina as they haven't reached their threshold yet. But in this case with 20 seconds of hard pedaling, My stamina is on its maximum and also my legs. So the first five seconds feel great as I'm speeding up the hill. It's almost Superman-like feeling, but the last five seconds are as hard as the first five seconds are easy. So during those five minutes, I really feel like giving up anytime soon. And what I also started to feel was dizzy during the last two intervals. That feeling persisted while cooling down on the top of the trail and it made the downhill a bit harder but the feeling vanished while riding down. 
so I was able to ride down normally without any side effects and without any crash. So let's see if I'm more consistent with commuting next week, how that will improve my stamina and my recovery process overall during this interval training. And let's see how fast my body can adapt to this new type of interval training. With that said, thank you for listening and until the next time. 